Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity to defend ourselves with the promises that come from the person and work of Jesus. But also learning how to receive all of the gifts that can only come from the hands of the triune God. So we're talking about these uh, gifts given to us, specifically the forgiveness of sins, and how the Holy Spirit offers to us, applies to us, the finished work of Jesus. And uh, he does that, we, we say, through means, uh, often referring to those means as sacraments. So we've talked about baptism. We've talked about the office of the keys. And in Station 12, uh, we can focus on the sacrament of the altar. So there's these little Bridger verses that we've been using from Psalm 119. And the, the little uh, Bridge verse is Psalm 119, verse 175. Uh, let my soul live that I may praise you. Let your ordinances help me, or you can say sustain me. So the Lord's Supper is about sustaining us with the forgiveness of sins. We, uh, we feast. Uh, when we go to the Lord's Supper, we feast on the forgiveness of sins, and that starves then uh, the devil. It starves the corrupted world. It starves the sinful flesh because we are uh, being sustained by the promises of, of God. So the question always is, where does the triune God give his gifts? How do we receive the promises? Specifically, how do we know that our sins are forgiven? Christianity is this faith of certainty. We need to have answers to these questions. You know, it's not a I hope so, or I think, or it's my opinion, uh, especially this idea of works. That's performance. Uh, always saying, is it enough? But the finished work of Jesus is the gift given to us. And with certainty, we hold on to that. And we can say, not enough question mark, but rather, the work of Jesus is enough, uh, exclamation point. So always certainty, but the certainty is not our own words. It is always in the words of uh, the Lord Jesus. So we define this word sacrament as a sacred act commanded by God. Not my idea, not the church's idea, but the Lord himself um, giving to us this gift. That sacred act consists of a visible element. In baptism, it's water. In the Lord's Supper, we'll find that it's bread and wine. But there's also the promise given there. Take and eat. Take and drink. This is my body. This is my blood for the forgiveness of sins. So again, sacred sacraments are sacred acts commanded by God uh, containing a, a visible element element. And within that, there is a promise given, which is the forgiveness of sins. So you could think of it as visible, uh, visible gospel. Again, one God, three distinct persons, one salvation plan. The, the Father authored the plan of salvation. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, Paul says, Ephesians chapter 1. The Father, though, didn't die for us. He sent his Son. It is the Son, Jesus, who has taken on human flesh, who has died for us, risen on the third day to defeat uh, sin and death and the devil. So he has accomplished, or you could say acquired, salvation for us. But this uh, accomplished salvation also needs to be given to us. We grasp it, hold on to it, trust in it by faith, and that's where uh, it is the work of the Holy Spirit, who then applies, gives, distributes, 
delivers uh, the finished work of Jesus and creates faith in us to hold on to it, that we believe it to be true uh, for us. Now, um, Martin Luther wrote these words against the heavenly prophets, specifically talking about how salvation is accomplished, uh, acquired, but also how it is given and applied. He, He writes, We treat of the forgiveness of sins in two ways. First, how it is achieved and won. Second, how it is distributed and given to us. He says, Christ has achieved it on the cross. It is true. But he has not distributed or given it on the cross. He has not won it in the supper or sacrament. There he has distributed and given it through the word, as also in the gospel where it is preached. He has won it once for all on the cross. But, he says, the distribution takes place continuously before and after from the beginning to the end of the world. For inasmuch as he had determined once to achieve it, it made no difference to him whether he distributed it before or after through his word, as can be easily proved from the scripture. So the devil, the world, our own sinful flesh, this unholy trinity, they're ever active. They're never at rest. They never take a Sabbath. Um, But the triune God not only matches, but goes beyond them, right? Devil, master of a thousand arts, God and his word, master of a hundred thousand more. This triune God richly and daily and super abundantly forgives. And one of the ways is through the sacrament of the altar, uh, also known as the Lord's Supper. So what is it? And what's the benefit? Who's it for? So Martin Luther, in his small little catechism, writes these words. What is the sacrament of the altar? Answer. It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and wine for us Christians to eat and to drink instituted by Christ himself. So you see there, uh, it is God's idea instituted by Christ. There is an element, bread and wine. And what is also given to us? Well, the promise of the forgiveness of sins. Where is this written? Well, answer the holy evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write Thus, our Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. These are the words uh, we often hear referred to as the words of institution. In Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, and also St. Saint Paul. And then after the same manner, also he took the cup, When he had supped, gave thanks, gave it to them, saying, Take drink, ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of of me. The next question then is, if this is instituted by Jesus, he tells us how to do it with the bread and the wine, a promise given that uh, it is his body and blood. So what is the benefit then? Well, answer, Martin Luther, in his catechism says, that has shown us in these words, given and shed for you for the remission of sins, namely, that in the sacrament, forgiveness of sins, life and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. So you often hear us say, uh, what do you have when you have the forgiveness of sins? Well, you have everything. 
when you have the forgiveness of sins, you have life and salvation. A good question then is, how can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? He gives the answer. He says, well, it's not the eating and drinking indeed that does them, but the words which stand here, namely given and shed for you for the remission of sins. Which words are beside the body, bodily eating and drinking as the chief thing in the sacrament? And he that believes these words has what they say and express, namely the forgiveness of sins. So again, um, it's not... Uh, not uh, special water, but the water connected with the word and the promise of God. It is not special bread and wine. It is the words, the promise of God connected with the elements uh, that gives uh, the the forgiveness of, of sins. And again, when you have the forgiveness of sins, what do you have? You have, you have everything. He then finishes by saying, who then receives such sacrament worthily? And we are tempted to think, well, I must prepare in some way to receive this sacrament in such a way that I have earned God's favor so that I can go to the Lord's Supper. Well, uh, again, it's not by works. Think beggars. Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. I have nothing to offer. A spiritual beggar has nothing in his hands to offer God. It is God who gives to him all good gifts. And so we come as spiritual beggars. Uh, singing, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. So his answer is this, fasting and bodily preparation is indeed a fine outward training, but he is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness or remission of sins. But he that does not believe these words or doubts is unworthy and unfit for the words for you require altogether believing hearts. So we don't come with our works. We come with faith, believing that the work of Jesus is going to be given to us. Take, eat, take, drink. This is my body. This is my blood shed for you, broken for you for the forgiveness of sins. So uh, worthy uh, coming to the Lord's Supper is coming in faith, taking the Lord Jesus at his, at his word. Unworthy is not believing. Not believing that, first of all, that we have a need, um, and also not believing that the need is met by uh, the gift of uh, the Lord Jesus, not recognizing his body and blood, uh, his gifts in the forgiveness uh, and the forgiveness of sins in the supper. Again, Christianity is a faith of certainty. Going to the Lord's Supper, again, not with our works, but going uh, to receive the work of the righteous one, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And again, the little phrase, what do you have when you have the forgiveness of sins? Right, You receive the body and blood of Christ. And when you have the body and blood of Christ, you not only have life, but life in all of its fullness. So when you have the forgiveness of sins, you have everything.